friends don't let friends. Millennial pause. <laughs> Do you like that? It was like a little bit of a pause, but not. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good For You. Good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. podcast about the things we ghosted, the purchases that haunt us, the best products, services, and industry happenings in the wellness, well-being, and spiritual space. We're going to give you a healthy little dose of fun. We're going to talk about the things that are happening in pop culture, the ones that got away, the things in our cart that are haunting us or ghosting us, our strong opinions that are loosely held. <laughs> we like to call this the Grex. The group text. The group text in your ear. So come say hello. Join us in the audio Grex, where friends don't let friends get, get scammed. Men used to write love letters. Now they like your Instagram story. <laughs> wow, <that's> so true. <laughs> Me, I wish I could go live in the woods. My phone. Your screen time was up thirty-four percent this week for a daily average of seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> Most of your waking life. <laughs> Why did God make me so anxious about the environment and also make me love shopping? What kind of cruel creator would do this to me? I am a good woman. (laughs) (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the point of this podcast. (laughs) To prove that we are good people. (laughs) We're we're good women. (laughs) Do you think people pick up on sarcasm in podcasts? I think that's, yeah, (laughs) way better than like when I'm emailing about it. That's true. People miss my sarcasm all the time. The the whiff of smell that I got out of this already makes me... Um, want to die knowing that it's clear and that it that's always a bad sign so this was a listener request i got the two flavors that were on sale because i was like if they're on sale they're probably not selling and we got to try them not a good sign for this drink at airline how long do you think drinks last there i think it's the most competitive beverage (laughs) your face that was instant (laughs) it smells like red bull but tastes like yeah it does smell like red bull but it's not bad is it i'm thirsty Usually, if I don't like it, you like it. <laughs> so, I think that tracks. Was oh, this cactus water? Oh, cactus rose water. That's just the flavor, I think. Flavored sparkling water with real rose extract. Oh. Ourobora. Ourobora. We're getting tons of ads cute, for this. Cute packaging. My flavor is peppermint watermelon, which honestly... Now makes sense because I forgot what it was for the gum uh, thing. That makes sense. Mine yeah. is flavored with natural prickly pear. I would not buy it again. No. I don't think we... Oh. There's very few drinks we like, apparently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I was going to buy you a present, it's a drink. What are your top three? Starting at three. Actually, I'll do a throwback. Hmm? Recess. Wow. I like their drinks. Even with class action lawsuit. Yep. <laughs> because they were just getting sued for marketing. The product was good. <laughs> it tasted good. Yeah. yeah. Great branding also. Then it would probably be Kin. Wow. Okay. So if we're like, going in this category, I'm a basic bitch. That's a good list. How about you? I think just like kombucha. Period. Yeah. Like any, I like, I you like all kombucha. I haven't been drinking it lately. Oh, no, yeah. it's because you're not supposed to have it when you're pregnant. Because it's like not pasteurized. Oh, some right. some aren't pasteurized. But you know, people do different things. They also say you're not supposed to like have fun. <laughs> have any <laughs> fucking fun. <laughs> They're like, don't do drugs, don't drink. It's like there's so many rules, you know? Don't eat cheese. If, <laughs> if it provides enjoyment, probably stop that. 
<laughs> basically <laughs> welcome to the next 18 years of your life yeah. <laughs> you have gone from drinking the mother to becoming the mother it's true it's the evolution <laughs> it's the archetypal evolution <laughs> i was looking for i need it to be reflected in everything i do yeah you've moved past that stage what I are you gonna start- drink next i don't even know <laughs> like am i gonna have to just maybe my own breast milk oh. <laughs> <laughs> they say i don't know what they say about that okay i don't know <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's true that I, I don't hear know. any lies there. <laughs> I'm really trying to get Ethan to drink a breast milk latte. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, if I can pump it, <laughs> will you just gently froth it and then mm-hmm. make, make a little latte? You know. That's a big sacrifice. That's sacrificing probably two to six hours of your time. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I'd probably be so mad if he has one drop Seven of my breast milk. <laughs> like if he accidentally bumps into me and it squeezes out, I'll be like, <laughs> precious cargo. <laughs> I read this really good uh, Reddit thread about a relationship where the man was like, am I the asshole? Do we talk about this? Yeah, tell the listeners. Yeah, I'll try to find it. We'll put it in the show notes. But basically the guy was like, is this fucked up? Because my partner who is not, I'm not married to, we're ready to have a baby, but I will do it if she was working, he was working, and they had good jobs. If you pay me $150,000, because that's, I've calculated, about how much I'm going to lose by having this baby just in the, like, nine months or whatever, in the year that it that it's going to take me to, like... And then you can't even account for all of the time after and everything <laughs> else you miss. Not to mention, yeah, like, when you go on maternity leave, that usually sets back your career and your earning capability, whatever. Pay me for the pay gap. Amen. And he was like, I get it. But also, is this kind of fucked up? Mm. And I think about that a lot where I'm like, okay, if I had to charge (laughs) for my time, for my hours, what would someone owe me? (laughs) Well, it's so hard to put a price on because I think also we call it maternity leave. It should be called maternity work. Yeah, It's not a vacation. No, people are like, are you excited for your leave? It's like, I'm going to do the hardest job probably. <laughs> Sorry, I, do you mean farting a bowling ball <laughs> out of my vagina? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like having a little demon like, like, bite at my nipples for like, I don't know, 20 hours a day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, psyched. So excited. <laughs> Just kidding. My baby, you're not going to be a demon. But <laughs> but you might be. I don't know. It is maternity work. And we should all be paid. work. Amen. Especially if we don't have the right to decide. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We literally are mules now. You might if well you're going to force me into the work, then like, yeah. yeah, at least pay me. I sent it to Ethan. It what was like say? right around the time we got pregnant. You're like, that I, saw it. I was like, hey, what do you think of this? <laughs> Not that I like want you to pay me. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think like your partner honestly thinks about the implications of having a baby. You know? No, because first you have to for you. You have to cook it for 10 <laughs> months. Right. Then you have to... Even if you're fortunate to have the resources to hire a lot of help, there is nothing that replaces mom. Mm. It's still the mom that the kid wants. Totally. Not that that means that those people aren't in good situations. They are, but there is no replacement. It is not equal. It's it, No, it's not. It's a really it's a delicate situation. <laughs> it's tough stuff. It's, it's a little stressful. <laughs> it's tough, but it's good. I mean, I, I'm thinking a lot about school. Yeah. I'm I'm like five years ahead from where we are now. I'm already worried about school. I'm also thinking about therapists. Oh, child therapists? I'm thinking about like, I just watched a video today on like things that you shouldn't say to your kid about eating. And it's like, don't say that your sister is eating better than you. Don't say you Um, don't want that. You had it last week. There's like so much stuff that you can't do. And I'm like, I'm going to help this child. (laughs) 
Well, we were on a call last week and the person we were talking to was like, yeah, I don't really know how to talk to my kids about climate change. She brought up such a good point. She's like, I don't even know what type of therapists my kids are going to need because they haven't been invented yet. Yes. Because like our world is so fucked up right now and they've like lived through a pandemic. Yeah. How do you work through the existential crises? That type of healer has not even been created yet. All the Nietzsche bros are like, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) What up? But left us with the question. I was like, where are the existential therapists at? (laughs) The climate change crisis therapists. We need you. Yeah. Existential crisis therapist. Please stand up. (laughs) Make yourself that fake title. Now real. You don't even need to be a real therapist. <laughs> Go read some Nietzsche and you're good. Good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. So speaking of existential crises, there's a certain... There's a certain wellness. There's a few bike brands. I feel like we're never not shitting on cycling. like. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to clarify that I love to ride my bicycle. I, I also have a bicycle. I guess I don't run it that much. <laughs> in my but mind. But you enjoy it when you do. Yes. <laughs> it's been really hot this summer, and summer's the time to ride your bike. But when it's too hot, it's not fun. Climate change is really fucking on my bike game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're always, like, bouncing between, pinballing between, like, Peloton's <laughs> absolutely crashing. <laughs> or Soul Cycle is, like, shitting the bed. And this it, week it's Soul Cycle. <laughs> if only Peloton being in the news helped Peloton as much as... <laughs> Trump being in the news helped Trump. Honestly, like, <laughs> just follow what Trump does, maybe. I, I don't just know. Never, never not be newsing. <laughs> I, I don't know. So Soul Cycles in the news this week, they, we actually kind of reported on them. Did we talk about this on the episode? They're like insane. I made a TikTok about it, so I can't remember if we did it. There are layoffs? No, no. So Soul Cycle had this like insane marketing campaign two, two weeks ago where they were like, hey, oh, yes. send, <laughs> turn in your $2,000 bike. And then we miss you. Yeah, we'll give you like, I don't know, 40 classes or something. And it's like, that's a that is not a good deal. You guys No, math ain't math on that one. What were the bikes? The Peloton. Oh, bikes. the right. They're like, turn in your Peloton what and come to SoulCycle. Yeah. Let's wear skulls <laughs> and grapefruit scented everything. People were mad. People yeah. were really mad on the Internet. You think I'm stupid? <laughs> People were, yeah, exactly. It was like crickets. People were really pissed. Because it's kind of like me girl marketing too. It'd be like, we'll buy your Peloton off you. Yeah. <laughs> lame. Working at home is fucking lame. But they also have their own at-home bikes, full cycle. Really? Yes. But they suck, apparently. They're going to show up at independent cycling shops soon. I, they're going to show up at TJ Maxx. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. yeah. So SoulCycle, on the heels of that horribly developed marketing campaign announced that they're closing 25% of their studios, which is a quarter if you are not that, <laughs> if you had no schooling and are bad at math. And that's not good. They announced, the CEO announced that there were fairly significant geographic shifts among SoulCycle's customer base as the significant reason behind the closures. We've been able to analyze a lot of the data that very clearly indicates to us that our writers have moved, <laughs> moved on. <laughs> <laughs> or out of the cities. That's what she says. She says they've moved where they live and they no longer live close to a studio or for many of our writers, they've moved where they work because they're working from home. I guess it's like, oh, I was commuting to work i was going to soul cycle in the morning showering at soul cycle and then going into the office or coming home from work yeah it's not on the way anymore yeah but i i think that we were seeing flares of soul cycle 
just losing its cool factor, its edge, yeah, its cult of personality, its cultiness for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pandemic just exacerbated that, you know? Yeah. Also, I think people are not as into that type of hype me up workout. No. Unless it's Cody Brigsby. What's his name? Yeah, but it, yeah, but <laughs> isn't he just kind of shit talking the whole time? Yes. He's just like being like work queen guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which also would be like, I love that. Would be fun and is fun, but some critics might say so millennial. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> yes. Well, Soul Cycle does kind of represent, Wallace is alluding to, the Millennial Pause article that we included in last week's newsletter of Good For You, which you can sign up for the link in our bio. It's free. It's great. Highly recommend you get it. Good stuff. The votes uh, are in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the Millennial Pause, the article on the Millennial Pause was in the Atlantic and it was basically shitting on the fact that millennials are out of touch and embarrassing and cringe and or 30 and 40 year olds who call dogs doggos and pause before we record a TikTok video because we're making sure that the video is recording and have millennial upspeak or millennial tone which just basically means like you're talking to the camera you're not being super casual and not being like super chill (laughs) yeah you're not being cool being a bit like chooky and the thesis is that millennials are aging out quote-unquote of the internet which is one of the dumbest theses thesi (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like <laughs> just trying to take someone's <laughs> intellect down. I'm like, anyway, this is a big word. <laughs> it's just, it's not a good, it's a moot point. <laughs> I think this, the criticism is right on track. We criticize the boomers. But we didn't criticize Gen X. Gen X is technically the generation above us. And we're just like, yeah, you live your life. Because you know what? Gen X might be embarrassing sometimes, but they're not actively hurting us like boomers are. They call them the silent generation, I think. (laughs) They're like, we're going to mind our own business, profit off what the boomers have not left us. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we don't really get AIM, but we're going to be over here with email. I think it's weird that like millennials are just always the scapegoats. We get it in both directions. Gen Z is making fun of us all the time. It's like always trying to bully us. Yeah. Boomers are always trying to bully us about yeah. avocado toast and lattes and buying yeah. houses. It's I mean, like, like you're so irresponsible. Okay. Why don't you guys live through fucking 9-11, yeah. World Trade Center, and two economic crisis. collapses, yeah. <laughs> a global pandemic during our most formative yeah. era, and then like see how you turn out. Crisis <laughs> is our canon. It's true. <laughs> We are never not panicked. We operate so well in a hyper vigilant state. It's almost like we need it. <laughs> we are thesis. Thesis. Mm, trauma not being worked out. Mm-hmm. It's gets al- repeated. It's almost like why we might want to go to a place like Soul Cycle. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And scream at why? each other. <laughs> might be attracted to something like that. I also love just sign out how we're like, I love Gen Z. <laughs> Millennials are always so careful to be like, Gen Z's so smart. Totally. We're like, yeah, absolutely. You're right. We absolutely fucking suck Suck. and deserve to die. (laughs) Go off queen. Queen, they them. You're just so embracing of them. Live your life. Like, you want to wear low-rise jeans? Do it. We regret it. But you know what? You make your own decisions. Like, it's all good, babe. And then they're like, you fucking suck. And we're like, thank you so much for calling me in. Exactly. I'm going to go do the work. Okay, sorry. Let me just like go change my middle part. (laughs) I get it. There are some millennial cringe people who exist out there. And I feel like they're the ones who go to (laughs) SoulCycle. Well. Oh my God. That's the millennial pause. Oh my God. That's the millennial pause. I just did it. So 
maybe we're taking a millennial pause on this hyper intense hit workout vibe. Yeah. So SoulCycle is closing 25% of its studios. A lot of the studios are in New York. They're closing their Soho location. Maybe that's the one I was talking about. I think about. that's the one you walked past. <laughs> I yep. never knew it existed for weeks. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't have classes, honestly. If they were losing money teaching class because they had to pay the instructors and have like staff there, they probably just like just didn't have people. Every time I walked past, the lights were out. That's why I don't think I noticed it. <laughs> they probably were closed. <laughs> or they only had like 5 a.m. classes or something. Oh, that's scary. So New Yorkers are intense like yeah, that. Yeah, classes true. don't start at 5 a.m. in L.A. Never. You can barely find the 7 a.m. Yeah, actually, it's right. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to find an early morning class. Not that I'm looking. So who's this good for? I think it's honestly good for, for the wellness Everyone. world. <laughs> I'm sad. I mean, I'm always sad when especially people like trainers mm-hmm. uh, get fired, uh, get laid off. That sucks because yeah. they don't have like they're independent contractors most of the time. They don't have benefits. And it's that's tough out there. I can definitely relate. But I think that just sort of flavor of self-development that SoulCycle preached has just fallen out of vogue. And that's probably a good thing because it was like fake therapy coming from people who were not trained to be therapists, Mm -hmm. putting a toxic positivity spin on like your, I don't know, tap back, humping your bike workout. And like, don't get me wrong. I love a good, I love a good Drake kick push pedal situation, but I don't get the hype. I think it's also the mass commodification of even just the name Soul Cycle. (laughs) And then to know that the same people went on to create peoplehood, <laughs> they can't be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> they cannot be. They must be stopped. <laughs> yeah, they must be. <laughs> That's truly like villain. Them and Kate Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> and like maybe Gwyneth Paltrow, depending on the day. They truly can't be stopped. Like, together, they are the villains of the wellness world. They can't help it. Do you think they have a lair that they meet at? And they're like, okay. They'll just like crack their knuckles. And they're like, all right, how are we going to commoditize the spiritual experience? <laughs> Yeah, they probably meet at Alfred's Coffee in West Hollywood. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, good for who? I think, honestly, SoulCycle closing 25% of its studios is good for the wellness world because we need a detox. We need a recession. We need to clear out the stuff that's not working, that's not generative. We need some new, fresh life. We can't be in crisis mode. We need to relax. We're trying to heal our ways, the millennial generation. <laughs> We're trying to sit in a sauna and then sit in an ice bath. That's the tea. That's I the did news. spend like an hour looking up ice baths this weekend. Did you find one? If I was listening. Googling how to DIY one because they're like, you know, those barrels are like a thousand dollars, right? Oh, yeah. It's stupid expensive. It's so dumb. Is that it's a barrel. Weird? You have to like make yourself small to get in. <laughs> you can make one with a freezer. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's yeah, pretty yeah. sick. They like kind a deep of freezer. Like, a deep freezer. Yeah. My parents have one in their basement. You could, okay, convince them. Yes. To dump everything out of it. No, they... Do they ever use it? All the time. That's a boomer thing, I think. Really, the deep freezer. Just using freezers like they do. There's just so much in all their freezers that I'm like, you guys don't even need any of this. Oh my gosh. I'm like, is that a post-war holdover from your parents? Do your parents eat a lot of leftovers? No, my dad's always down. My mom's always like, yeah, we'll eat that. And then she's like, I'm making something fresh. <laughs> I like leftovers. I think it's a fun game to be like, what can we do with this? Not for me. No, you don't. Like I want to be a leftovers girl, but that's why I can't do meal prepping. I really Never. wanted to get when I was zero waste. <laughs> you did it? You tried? I would meal prep and I would like go to the, cause I would go to the farmer's market and yeah. get everything I needed. I would go to my like bulk grocery store and get my yeah. bulk grocery shit. And it's like, okay, here's some dry chickpeas that you need to like, <laughs> I don't know. They need to go through a water circuit. Like, tr- yeah. You got to sprout them. Yeah. <laughs> 
God forbid you don't sprout your beans. <laughs> yeah, you gotta whisper sweet nothings to them. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta pam put tuck them into bed at night and yeah. then you can put them in your sauna. instant pot. Yeah, and then they go to the sauna. Yeah, exactly. Steamer. So I often tried to do meal prep, but by day two I'd be like, I'm bored of this food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when that was becoming a trend, mm-hmm. a wellnessy thing. Oh, it yeah. was one of those immediate things, you know, where you see it, you're like, not for me. Yep. Never will be. That's <laughs> a no. Yeah. I don't even need to worry about that. I'll, <laughs> I'm like, no desire. I will never do that. <laughs> I still can probably go into Trader Joe's and like buy everything when I had very little money. I had an exact grocery yeah. order and like sort of an exact, here's what we're making for lunches. Yeah. Here's what we're going to have for dinner. But I still find that fun yeah. to be like, how can I make something delicious without spending that much? Totally. I do shop at Trader Joe's here and there, but the plastic, yeah. I can't. So much plastic. So much waste. Shame. 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 Actually, speaking of waste, though, in the North Node, we've been talking about sustainability. You and I talk about sustainability a lot because obviously on this podcast, something that we are questioning constantly is capitalism and the nature of consumerism. Consumption. Yeah. And can you be sustainable in the world? Is it even possible? And do people use zero waste and sustainability as a way to greenwash getting us to buy more things? Just yes. Which is like (laughs) absolutely 100%. Yeah, we had a great discussion in the North Node over at Holisticism's North Node. Uh, Um, Doors are opening to North Node next week, by the way. What up, what up? (laughs) Get your spot while you can. Yeah, you might want to get your spot. Anyways, you moderated a panel. Oh, I did. On sustainable It was really good. You did a good job. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, it was our guests. So smart. They were amazing. All people who either run businesses that are selling products or they make products themselves mm-hmm. and have very successful lines of several different wellness items. Home goods. Home herbs. goods, herbs. Yeah, yep. exactly. It was a great panel. But one of the things that we talked about and we didn't go super deep on, carbon credits. Sexy, unique scam. Carbon offsets and carbon credits, which are used interchangeably and whether people believed in them and thought that they were something that would be actually helpful for offsetting carbon emissions and our climate change goals in general. And I would say that there was no total consensus. Some people were on board, some people were not. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. That doesn't make sense. What do you think? I think it's... Basically, like, I'll deal with this later. (laughs) And it's a way to... It's an IOU to the planet. (laughs) Exactly. Which is what we've been doing this whole time. (laughs) And so this is just marketed in a nice package of, okay, so I ate McDonald's for breakfast and lunch. So for dinner, I'm just going to drink a green juice. Right. Or I'm not going to eat anything to offset the quote unquote damage I did to my body earlier in the day. And so that's really kind of what what my perspective is on the marketing of carbon offsets. Not to say they're all bad, but especially when it has to do with nature. One of the most popular carbon offsets right now is planting trees, mm-hmm. contributing to the growth of a forest or some other agricultural Right, like buy this, whatever, and get it delivered and we'll plant a tree. Yeah, and I've been seeing a lot for flying. A lot of airlines are marketing this. Yes, yeah, you can do that. And I think that's where it's getting a lot of people because people are feeling, well, I have to fly here, but I also kind of feel bad that I'm flying. So 
I'm just like sexy unique scam because part of the issue too is it's basically saying I'm going to keep polluting here, but I planted some trees over there. So (laughs) like we good. Totally. No, that's not how it works. It reminds me of Catholicism (laughs) and how they'd be like, okay, so I am sinning all over the place. But yeah. what if I give you a gold bar? It's like, absolved. Okay, yeah, don't worry about it. Keep sleeping with your daughter. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. totally fine. You're good. God said it's cool. They're called the indulgences, I think. That's what they were called. But it feels like the same to me where it's like, yucked up, but I'm paying to go to heaven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, capitalism loves to commodify. This time, nature. Hey, we're going to plant a forest in this land that we're renting. Like in sub-Saharan Africa? Yeah, all over. And that happens. A lot of countries rent land for growing wheat and other products, which has its own issues. But especially this carbon offsetting thing to me just seems like a dumb human like, what? (laughs) This is so stupid. Yeah. I could see how it could work in other ways when it's not so directly tied to commodifying land, maybe. But I haven't seen a lot of examples where it's using something else. Yeah, it definitely makes you not second guess your purchasing, I would say. Because you're like, oh, well, I can go on this gigantic trip, but as long as I pay $100 in carbon offsets, I'm fine. It's all good. It doesn't undo it. It doesn't like vacuum up the damage, the dirt that you've spilled, you know? It's like... It doesn't actually improve the air quality of the place that you live. Right. It just plants some trees in another area of the world, maybe. That's not to say all carbon credits or offsets are doing that. I know there's a lot of innovation in the space and I'm not claiming to be an expert on this, but I do think a lot of it is super scammy. Oh, totally. Like it's just so much of that stuff. It's so much greenwashing and it just seems a little too good to be true because it is. I mean, I was telling you about how I ordered something on ShopPay is like the connect on whatever Shopify and there's an app and it tells you like tracks all your shit and it'll tell you if the delivery is carbon neutral. (laughs) And so like everything is delivered as carbon neutral. How? But but what does that even mean? Okay. I guess like makes me feel better, but they shouldn't say that. They should believe honestly the way, you know, on packets of cigarettes, it's like smoking kills you and you're going to die from this. That should be every time we have to purchase something and get it shipped. They should be like, by the way, 10 birds died. Yeah. <laughs> or or something, you, you know. You killed an entire ecosystem. <laughs> the bees are dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for real, monarch butterflies are going extinct. Uh, that's insane. I know. That's so sad. I mean, if you want to really feel shitty, <laughs> I tried to give somebody, I wanted to adopt an animal for them as a cause in the wild. But I went on World Wild. Life. I was going to say WWF. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's really sad to see the top list of animals going extinct. I, it's I like if I you really want to have a bad day. No, I don't. Do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> the top list, you're like, ooh, that's bad. But some of them you're like, mm, makes sense. And then the second one, you're like, what? That's lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. No, it's not funny. So. Carbon credits, I'm sure that there are good initiatives happening here, but this trading of emissions in the market, it's fucking suspect. It doesn't create the behavior change that you want to create, right? No, it's saying like, don't worry, we can keep continuing on as if everything is hunky-dory and we'll go do this thing over there in that other place. We can clean up your mess. Yeah. Like, instead of just doing better, it's like, oh, don't worry, you're going to fuck up and we can clean it up afterwards. We're sweeping it under the rug, so your rug might get a little lumpy, but you can't see it. <laughs> so, sexy unique scam, or do we sexy unique stan? 
I'm going to say scam alert for now and do your research. And it's not bad to donate trees to a forest. We all want the Amazon to prosper. Like seriously, we need it to. In South America. Yes. Not the Amazon in Seattle. We all unfortunately donate way more to Amazon than we do to the forest. Did you hear that a kid got Amazon to donate to the Amazon? No. Some kid wrote into them and was like, hey, I think it's weird that (laughs) you guys are named after the Amazon rainforest. And you're killing the earth. Yeah, but like you're directly contributing to the destruction of the planet and you don't even give any money back to the Amazon. And they're like, yeah, you're right. All right, here's a few belly. Yeah, seriously, I think they're getting like a pretty hefty sum, which is very cool and smart. Kids are the future. (laughs) Was that a Gen Z? Was that a Gen Z? (laughs) So smart. Oh my God. Brilliant, (laughs) truly. But I feel like that even is something where it's like, okay, we can throw money at things. (laughs) But ultimately, it's behavior change. And that's the hardest part. That's deep-seated. Scam alert. But that's what we kind of try to do. I mean, like, I would like to say that we contribute in some way to just... You have to stop and think, do I need this thing? Do I want this thing? Is there an easier way for me to get it? Is there a more eco-friendly way to get it? Yeah, we we didn't get to it on the panel, but we're going to get to it because we're going to have Lauren as a guest on the pod, hopefully. But I asked all of the panelists, what's innovation in sustainability that you're really excited about? Because sometimes it can get dark real quick. And she specifically cited algae packaging. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited to talk more about that. I think one of the biggest forms of waste that we see daily or I see daily, whether it's groceries or anything that you purchase, yeah. is packaging. That's what they all said. They were like, yeah. if you can shop locally, yeah. that makes a huge difference. So Lauren's a friend of the podcast yeah. and she runs Wooden Spoon Herbs. And there are a bunch of little shops in our area that sell Wooden Spoon Herbs. And I always try to buy from the shops before, yeah, because I feel like it's like, she doesn't make as much money because they're wholesale, but it's better because they'll put in bigger orders. Yeah. And more, yeah. then more people will see wooden spoon herbs. So I always try to like go find them out in the wild. Totally. Plus packaging. Yeah. But exactly. Guess what? IRL's back, baby. <laughs> Except for SoulCycle. <laughs> IRL shopping is back. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. So not. we're going to file this one under sex, unique scam, yeah. carbon credits. But we're always looking for new ways to be more eco-friendly also willing to be wrong and if we're wrong about carbon credits let us know a cool carbon offset that you've noticed because right now seems a little fucked up (laughs) yeah next thing we know shan's gonna be like yeah we're totally using carbon offset totes absolutely (laughs) this package of 35 shirts that you just bought is totally neutral three dollars total speaking of not purchasing things. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. We have a different type of haunted cart. Haunted cart. Summer. <laughs> Everyone has a story. Summer. <laughs> haunted cart, but for activities. Summer. End of summer. I think in LA, it is summer until summer. October. <laughs> because it's really hot in September. October, I think, is the hottest month of L.A. That's yeah. been my experience. I don't know if it will be this I think year. that's right. Like, September is oddly not as hot, still hot. It's, and then October, you're like, are is everyone okay? You can go to the pool and you can go to the beach For in sure. September and October easily. Like, mm-hmm. you need to because it's really fucking hot. Yeah. So while the calendar says it's August 15th and we tend to think school starts September 1st, summer's over. We have plenty of time. So much time. We and, are summer abundant. And things to do because have you been to the beach 
Once. In America? <laughs> Once no. this summer. Actually, I did in Santa Barbara this weekend. Okay. It was my first beach. Nice. Ever. Ever. <laughs> in my lifetime. Beach, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what are your activities that you need to hit before the end of the summer, which is whenever you want it to be, technically? Yeah, I would like to try and make it to a Cinespia screening. Oh, yes. Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Well, I, movie I call in it Cinespia. Oh, what did I say? Cinespia. Oh. <laughs> Which I don't think is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> On my list. Outdoor movie. It doesn't have to be Cinespia. Are you bringing wine? Are you bringing oh. fried chicken? Like, what are you bringing? This girl? Fried chicken. Something just crispy sounds good <laughs> at a at a movie. I like, I love like this thing called popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I made popcorn in my, on the stovetop the other day. Did you burn it? It's, so, it's a very tenuous situation. No, I didn't burn it because I made it in my like giant cast iron. Oh, smart. Ethan wasn't home, so I didn't eat real dinner. I just had popcorn. <laughs> yeah, you're like. As goblin girl, full throttle. Usually you just need one carb source, butter and salt. That's literally what I did. <laughs> I just put a like giant pat of butter in. Yeah. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. Listen, watching my Neil Patrick Harris show, making popcorn. It's like be, 2 p.m. on Saturday. Could be pasta. Oh, yeah. You could do it. I've done it with rice. Starchy carb. Simple carb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing complex here. And I also have never done a really long bike along, what path is it? You can basically. PCH. <laughs> Highway one. Where you can ride your bike from Venice to like Manhattan Beach or something. There's a bike path. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. I don't it know goes if all the way do down it. to Orange County. Yeah. I have this desire to do it, but. On rollerblades. That sounds so fun. Right? Would you like listen to a podcast? Like, what would you like? Hopefully with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully I could listen to a podcast or create a really epic playlist and be in my own music video. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or you're just listening to Ezra Klein episodes. (laughs) (laughs) One after another. I have been known. And then. Her radio lab. I'm like, this is so sad. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I'll cross that off my bucket list. (laughs) Yeah. What else? What about you? Uh, Yeah. I haven't been to the, the California beach yet. So I need to do uh, that. California beach? Probably go for Ethan's birthday. We did last year. Oh. His birthday is August 31st. What's so. your beach of choice? Oh, it's coming up. I don't really love a lot of the LA beaches. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. feel like they're really hard to get to. Yes. Or they're kind of like ick. My Orange County is showing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I did grow up but really, they are. really spoiled because yeah, nice I lived beaches. in Orange County. And I grew up going to a really great public beach. That Fair was beautiful. Enough. And had really clean water. And haven't been to the beach. Haven't been to a pool. Need to get you're a not, pool. Sounds like you're not going to go to a pool. I mean, I need to find a friend with a pool. Yeah. That's yeah. the vibe. That you know? is the vibe. I want like pool party vibes. I do have a friend who has a good pool, but I don't know where they've been at. Mm. Gotta hit them up. Did they ghost you? <laughs> no, I think they, they had a baby. <laughs> Basically ghosting. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like craving sort of, you know that feeling when you've like snorted a bunch of chlorine on accident? Because you like jumped I in the pool and it gets up your nose. Go. It gets up your nose. And you're like kind of tired, but you're thirsty and you're hungry. And it's like a little bit hot. Yeah. And you go over to the snack table and you're yeah. like, oh, great. Capri Sun or Sunkist. Yes. Or Sprite. And you're not allowed to drink soda growing up. So like you're like, oh, this best. I can have soda because like my mom's not here. And then there's like ruffles, you know, in a in a big, big bowl. Ooh. There's like maybe. Cheetos. Uh-huh. Cheetos. Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like maybe like a dip. Oh maybe yeah. A couple dips. Let me guess ranch. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and you're just like standing, like dripping wet, like a little bit cold, but also warm. And you get the chip bowl like, kind of wet. Yeah. And like, exactly. <laughs> you'd like just reach your wet hand into the chip bowl and you're like eating the chlorine 
licking the Lay's salt off your fingers. Yeah. Cracking open a sun-kissed. And you, if you were wearing makeup, have total raccoon eyes Absolutely. and no one tells you. Absolutely. You have like a one booger. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. like it's kind of poking out. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I want. I want to be like exhausted from swimming. I want to be exhausted from Marco Polo. Like I want to be snotty, tired, <laughs> and chlorine filled. Nothing really replaces that. No. All right. We have a lot to smush in before. I know. End of summer before. Or end of September. We want to know what are your summer activities that you need to like cross off the list to feel whole and complete when it comes to summer? Is it eating watermelon? Is it getting a sunburn? Is it getting in a fight with your dad about wearing spaghetti scrap, strap tank tops? Scraps. <laughs> getting into scraps? Is it getting laid? Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like a bar crawl is just like, it's a summer <sighs> thing. I could never, not, not this old advanced age. Is that a thing? Does Gen Z drink? Apparently <laughs> they don't have sex. They don't drink. But we don't make fun of them. No. Nope. We're not making fun of them. We're happy for you and your Listen. straight edge life. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> Stay on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Full, full support. I want to have a picnic. Picnic summer. always sounds so good in my mind. Mm. And then I'm like, well, picnic foods. I'm like, I don't want any of this stuff. Lukewarm. Mm. Tepid. Room, yeah. temp, room temp food. Also, I feel like in LA, for the most part, why don't we just go to your house? <laughs> you have a table. We can eat al fresco. Yeah. At your table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, hammock? Get in one. <laughs> Beach chair? Are you sitting it? <laughs> flip flops? Wear, Wear them. <laughs> I read that flip flops are back. I have seen them. Do you think that's About. okay? <laughs> I find that they, for me, only work on a very specific type of person who is a surfer. Okay. I did not grow up with this flip-flop awareness that everyone else has because uh, I'm from Orange County. So you're like everybody. Rainbows. Leather sandals. They're made in Orange County. Uh, and they're like the factories there. So you can go get them at a discount. They look really comfy. When you break them in, they're super comfortable. Yeah. But we wore them year round all the time. Everyone did. You had nice rainbows and you had your beater rainbows. If you're rich. <laughs> I had one pair of rainbows. So it wasn't until I moved to New York and I brought like three pairs of flip flops. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, like no, you no, can't no. wear those here. <laughs> you were wearing those on the subway. I was like, yeah, it's hot. It's really hot here. So I didn't know about this hatred towards flip flops, especially men in flip flops till I was like in my mid 20s. I don't have hatred, but I feel objectively... They don't look great on people. Okay, but if but if we're using that standard, neither do shorts. Yes. Neither shorts. do pants. <laughs> neither do shirts. Like nothing looks good on people. Uh yeah. I think there's something that feels both natural and unnatural about flip-flops. That's I would agree with that. It's it's like nude but not. Yes. <laughs> well, there is a big gap there between those toes. So it <laughs> Seems to make sense, but it looks like it's a wedgie <laughs> for your foot. And it's it's strangely intimate <laughs> yeah. to be looking at someone's toe crack. So intimate. The butt crack of the foot. I mean, once you get to know somebody's toes, you really know them. Especially, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they do say the toes are the windows to the soul. <laughs> that is what they say, especially the toe hairs on the big toe. Be honest, do you shave your toes? No, 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 no. I don't have that many toe hairs. Oh. They're lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> You've got oh, I've got it. Oh, I've got okay. it on my big toe. Oh, I've yeah. got it like at least once a month. Just be like, you know what? Let's, let's clean, that. clean that up. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's definitely it. exhausted that topic. <laughs> All right, no, it ain't that funny. Come on.
So every week we select one lucky winner to win a prize. The way that you can win the prize is by writing us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Review. <laughs> if you'd like to give us less than five stars, we'd love to hear that. Just send it to us via email. <laughs> we would love to improve this podcast. We would yeah. love to listen to your feedback. Absolutely. It's important to us, but we, we prefer five-star reviews on the, on the pod. Yes. Our winner this week is B112221. That's cool. I've been listening for months, kind of like patch testing, and can confidently recommend this show for anybody who has one sexy foot in the Moon Juice Athletic Greens tarot card camp and another in the Drinks Up SD Laundry and wants to fight the beauty standard camp. Listen at your own risk because you will be a more informed consumer of beauty. No scam zone. But also, if, you, if you're going to want to fly to Europe immediately, like yesterday, to buy up an entire pharmacy. Last thing, as a Canadian girly living in the States, I love the North America representation. <laughs> I, I hope what I put up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You guys got to stick together. <laughs> I'm so happy that the references are making it through. I help my friends buy Tower 28 and strong TO acids in America. And I raid shoppers when I'm back in Canada. The cross-border shopping arbitrage is real. Love the show. Love the banter. And remember, friends don't let friends get scammed. That was great. Snaps for you. This is, Man, people are getting real crafty. They're getting so good. Thank you so much for this amazing review. You are the lucky you. winner of our About Face. Honestly, a great prize to write in for. This is such a Extremely. great Extremely. I'm wearing some About Face this morning. Jealous. So make sure that you write into the Good For You pod Instagram with your address and we'll send your gift your way. Also, hey. great writing. Lovely. We love to see it. Yeah, we great were just copy. like randomly selecting a winner every week, but now we're selecting the best review. So... But you got a great product. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe send it to a friend. We love you. Thank you so much for writing. Really, truly. So nice and thank read. you for everyone who reviews the podcast on Apple and Spotify. We appreciate you. And we'd love to give you something. This week, what do you want to give away? So this a cycle credit. <laughs> a carbon credit? <laughs> nope. Yeah, we didn't talk about any products. Because we're indulging in summer activities. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should give away an activity. Permission to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> permission to enjoy the sunshine don't forget to wear sunscreen if i could offer you only one tip for the future sunscreen would be it the long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience this week, we're going to give away a pack of one of our favorite non-alcoholic beverages, even though it didn't make it into also top three. Oh, true. <laughs> but it is a favorite. It's really good. They're that, newer on the market. Yeah, they are. They are. That you can you can enjoy during your outdoor activities safely in the summer. So we're going to give you a pack of a dessois beverage of your choice, a four pack. That's it. That's <laughs> There's like three flavors. They're all really good. I like yeah. the purple one. I like the green one. So write into the Apple Podcast Reviews, leave us a five-star review, and we'll announce le next week who our winner is. Love you so much. Have a great summer. Don't change. Or do. Good For You is produced by yours truly, Wallace Miller Blanchard. Our theme song is by Parallel Dance Ensemble, and our wonderful editing is done by Softer Sound Studio, who you can find more information about at the link in our show notes. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded. But trust me, in 20 years, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. 
The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. The kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead. Sometimes you're behind. The race is long. And in the end, it's only with yourself.